absolutely lost. I felt like it was the first scenario when your child goes to school or or preschool for the first time. You come home and walk around in circles and you feel rather lost. And I particularly felt that way at night time when it was time to go to bed and knew that Millie wasn't actually there, didn't actually quite feel as safe as what I normally did. I was amazed of how, how much I missed her. Yes, but lots of hugs and kisses and, yeah, she was ecstatic when I used to go and see her. So, yeah, no, it, was, it went very well and I'm very, very happy with her progress. After that, you just had the, the most terrible time. Tell me about um, this, this incident that happened since we saw you last. Unfortunately, I um, was um, hit by a car going on our normal Sunday walk and along Albany Highway where there's major traffic lights and there's a slip road with a giveaway sign there. And um, a lady stopped and tooted her horn and I could see some movement, like a hand movement. Um, and then within probably a second, I heard a mobile phone ring. And I think what has happened is she's leant over, according to another witness, to actually pick up the mobile phone. She's put her foot accidentally on the accelerator instead of the brake and knocked me flying with Millie was on my left because I was walking home. I hung on to Millie and her automatic instinct, which amazed me, was to go straight back to the curb. And I actually had to let her go. And that's what terrified me the most is I didn't actually know what had happened to her. And when I fell, I yeah, fell with a terrible thump on my right side. And um, I was fortunate that I was able to get up. But what absolutely made me so angry was the lady left me there and went around me and drove off and absolutely left me there. I was absolutely, I was so angry. I wasn't angry at the time. I was in shock, I think. Burst into tears because I couldn't work out what had happened to Millie. She was my main concern. Didn't really think about myself, to be honest. I was just so worried that Millie had been hit by the car, but no, it was me that caught the bump of it on my right leg. How hard a bump was it? What would have happened if if, um, she had been hit? If she had been hit, it would have hit her head and I don't think we'd have Millie. Simple as that. So I just, I think the realisation of knowing that that could have happened, that's what put me in more of a state of shock than anything else. I really thought that Millie had been hurt. And I just burst into tears. I just couldn't believe the the circumstances really shook me up. But to me, there is absolutely no excuse. If the lady had got out of her vehicle and just asked if everything was okay or offered me some assistance whatsoever, that would have been fine. Because you're on the ground at this stage, aren't you? You Yeah, I got up. I was on the ground, yes. But I did get up and she drove away and I thought, wow. (laughs) I was... um, yeah, she obviously got a terrible fright and couldn't cope with the circumstances. Sure not as terrible a fright as you and Millie got. No, I did make inquiries to see if the surveillance cameras went as far out to the to that intersection, but unfortunately they did not, and that's one intersection that they don't have cameras on the traffic lights. So, yeah, however, it's happened. I've dealt with it. Um, I've been quite sore, got places that I'm sore that I didn't realise that I would be afterwards a couple of weeks later. The worst experience for me is that I have been left with a wonderful dog that's had all of these very expensive training. When an incident like that happens, Millie has actually automatically thought it was her fault because the car has been there 
and she has felt like she has not done her duty. So mentally, I don't know what it does to a dog's mind, but she was absolutely terrified. Of course she was terrified because she thought that I was hurt. At what point did you realise that she she was okay? When she came back to me, I, I called her and she actually came to me because I felt guilty for letting the harness go and I didn't know. It, it just happens in such a, an instant that you really don't know how you're going to react, I don't think, until it happens. However, um, she was fine. So I was very lucky that she was okay. If it had it been the other way around and I was going the other direction and it was that particular intersection, I don't think we would have Millie, no. But what it has done, it's taken me three weeks now to virtually retrain Millie in traffic because once an incident happens like that, a dog never, ever forgets the intersection that it's happened at. There's that fear, so you have to overcome that fear and you have to talk them through that intersection yourself. Yes, it's okay, Millie. We're going to be fine. I actually had, I walked home. People offered me a lift, but I thought that's the worst thing I can probably do for Millie. She gets into a car now. She may never go back to that intersection. So I walked home and proceeded to take her home, which she did do. That's incredibly, incredible presence of, of mind. In the last four days, we've overcome the fear and her tail no longer goes in between her legs at that intersection, and she's now relaxed. But I'd have to say that probably 75% of that would be because I wasn't relaxed either. You can't, you don't forget an incident like that, and you're more cautious than ever. And I just feel it wasn't our fault at all. That's life, and, you know, we've got to pick yourself up and move on and see what the next six weeks brings us, Gillian. <laughs> I tell you what, you floored me, Annie. <laughs> We're talking to Annie Abbott on Life Journeys. If you've just joined us, I just can't even comprehend, even given the fright and the shock, how anyone could do that and drive off. No. And thank you to the very nice lady. She might be listening. Thank you very much to a lovely lady that stopped, drove around into Brian Gardner's, stopped, actually approached me, wanted to take me home. She was an absolute sweetheart. So there are such good people out there too. The majority of them are very good people. So, yeah, so I thank her for that. I'm sorry that I did not get her name, but she was lovely. And they're the people I guess you've got to concentrate on and the yes. other other sort have to live with themselves. Did anyone see anything? Did anyone, there was no number plate? No, because the car was on a slip road at an angle and there was no one behind her and being also being a Sunday, much quieter on the road, no, unfortunately, nobody got the the number plate. Not that I am aware of. I um, I did speak to a couple of policemen that were part of the Cannington, because the Cannington Police Station is virtually on that corner. <laughs> Funny enough, yes, you know, without the number plate, no, there's no no more details. So we'll just move on from that. When you've had an experience like that, and Millie had been so ill, and and it must yes. be hard not to just relive the, the, the worst kind of what might have happened that you go through that in your head for yourself yeah. and then also when you just have such an incredibly strong bond as that you have with with Millie. Millie, Millie didn't need this you know she's was recovering and um, when a dog has certain health issues as Millie has had um, obviously I mean I know when I'm not well you don't feel, when you don't feel 100%, you know, things get on top of you sometimes, more so than any other time. 
and I'm sure that her dog is exactly the same. So she didn't need that for her confidence. Um, and I must admit, it, it's taken me all this time to start getting back my own confidence. But I've, I didn't want to go out for a walk the next day, but I did enforce myself to do that because otherwise I'd be defeating the purpose of having Millie in the first place and it wouldn't be good for her. So, yeah, so we're still out there and we're still walking and we're still job hunting, but we're not going to give up. <laughs> well, I'm very glad to hear it and you're starting to feel like you can step out in front of a traffic light without yes. worrying about getting skittled. I hope that the next six weeks brings <laughs> you some joy, Annie. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. And the, the job front, is that looking up? No, unfortunately, no. But, you know, we've um, it's not really a very good time of the year being um, the end of the financial year or uh, beginning of the next. But no, but it isn't easy in my situation to get a job. And you have to see the, the realisation of that. But I'm a very positive person and I'm just hoping that something comes along. And if it doesn't, I will be doing the voluntary work this I'm hoping that any phone work in companies, a lot of people work from home these days and I can't see any reason why I can't do that sort of work from my own home where Millie will be. She'll be happy that she's home um, and a few hours a day. There's an awful lot of telephone work out there, but they're still trying to get me a position and they have been very attentive in, in trying to do that. But there's just not a lot out there at the moment, so... Just keep our fingers crossed. Wow. I'm not giving up. <laughs> Good for <laughs> not you. Not yet. <laughs> Good for you. Well, it's been lovely talking to you and I, I really hope there's some better news on all fronts next time we see you. Well, just before I go, um, Gillian, I'd like to wish my sister Chucky, everyone would know her as Dot Perry in the family, but to me it's Chucky. It's her big birthday tomorrow. She is 60 and I want to wish her the very, very best. She's had a very, very tough year and she's come through it with flying colours and I'm very proud of her and I'd just like to wish her a very happy birthday. Well, happy birthday from us too, Dot, at Afternoons. And we'll see you, we'll talk to you again very soon, Annie. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me.